That's where I think it gets really unhealthy is when you care too much about your job. I think it's great to care about your work and to feel personally invested in it. But where I struggle is equating my worth as a human in how well I do in my job. And that is not healthy. But yeah, that has been a huge problem for me. And I, definitely a reason that led to burnout was just how much personal care I put into my work and how entwined it is with my identity. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. In this episode, we are going to talk about burnout. This is something that it's easy to plague us creative professional types when you're a creative for a living, especially when you work in tech. It's just unfortunately a common thing. And it's something that I realized I was experiencing last year. And we wanted to do an episode, talk about it. So if you are feeling this way, or maybe you don't realize you're feeling this way, and maybe by the end of this episode, you'll be realizing it like I did. But yeah, we hope that you will enjoy getting to hear us talk about some feels a little bit in this episode. But first though, fam, how's life? Yeah, thanks for the check-in. I'm doing pretty good. I am about to do cohort three of my course, which sold out again. Can't believe it. Very excited. I can believe it. Was very confident it was going to happen again. <laughs> Thank you. So very excited about that. I also just recently spoke at a remote conference called 10X Conference. That was super fun. It, it feels really good when you have a talk in the bank. I have a talk about like product strategy for designers that really ties in nicely with my course. So speaking it just comes really naturally to me now. So it was really fun to do that talk again. And yeah, I also had a moment like the night before the conference. I put my daughter to bed and then I came into my office, sat at my desk, put my headphones on. I had some house music going and was just like practicing for the talk, rehearsing. And it was the first time since I had my daughter that I like felt like my old self for a moment. Like here I am at my desk, you know, it's late at night. I'm like working on my side hustles. Yeah, it just kind of made me happy. And it was a nice moment to kind of realize that I can still do that even with her around. So yeah, that's what I've been up to lately. I've been in a pretty good mood. That's awesome, fam. And uh, I think it's a sign of the burnout that I've been in, that I have been so much less productive than you, a new mum, like on maternity leave with a new baby. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still struggling to get anything like side project business related done, to be honest. This podcast is really the only thing that I'm doing. Um, I did record a video the other day about burnout. That is a lot of work to do a video. So nice. Yes, but I have not yet edited it. <laughs> or thought about sending it away for someone else to edit. But yeah, I don't know, baby steps, I guess. That might be something that we get into as a way to recover is just, you know, going easy on yourself and not putting too much pressure or like timeline on any certain thing. Have been sewing though. I got a new dress project started. Awesome. That's super fun. I just learned how to make a buttonhole. So go me. You're speaking at a conference and selling out a course and I'm like, a buttonhole. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's amazing though. That's a good life skill that I'm sure you're going to be doing lots of buttonholes over and over. So you got to master it. Yes, I hope so. Okay, let, let's rewind though to last year a little bit because you said you experienced a moment of burnout and it sounds like the trickle effect of that has been pulling back a little bit on your side projects and things. So tell us about this moment when you realized you had burnout and how you kind of confronted it. 
So I think I realized that I was burnt out and like, I'm like, okay, I need to just use this term and stop saying I'm like, oh, I'm just tired. I might be just, I'm stressed. There's just a lot going on when this project finishes, when I get home from this trip, like, you know, things are going to be better then. I actually was on a trip with my parents in October last year. And then when I got home, I was like very ill, had norovirus, was not fun. Do not recommend catching that. And it was just like a week of being bedridden, feeling terrible, and then getting back into work and being like, oh my God, there is just so much to catch up on. Not just at work, but also in my own business, you know, I'd already taken time off to hang out with my parents on the trip that when they'd come over to visit me. And so I hadn't been doing things for a while. I'd saved up a bunch of stuff to do like when they left. And I just was feeling like I cannot, I cannot do this. I need to stop. And so slowly, you know, winding down on side projects, I just decided to like cut off everything. And I was like, yep, nothing. Was that the first thing you decided? Like side projects were the first thing to go? Yes. And I decided that because financially it made more sense than quitting my job. The reality is I was honestly quite scared to admit that I was in burnout, I guess, because the most of the examples I'd seen from it of other folks in tech are when they're saying, hey, I've left my job, I'm burnt out, I'm going to take a few months to recover and then I'm going to look for my next opportunity. I was like, I don't want to do that. I feel like I already have the perfect opportunity for me in like what I want to be doing in my career. Surely I don't have to quit my job to be able to recover. Spoiler alert, I still don't know the answer to that question, but I'm trying. <laughs> but I decided that, okay, this is something I can control. Like I can choose not to spend any time on my weekends, mornings, evenings, or whatever on anything else on my computer. I can choose to just stop all that, spend more time relaxing, resting, starting new hobbies and things like that. And so it was kind of like a choice I was forced to make. But as soon as I made it, I just put it out there as a tweet. I was like, look, I'm burnt out. Don't expect anything from me, probably for the rest of the year. I just had this moment of like, oh, okay, I am officially off the hamster wheel. I am not trying to keep running. I'm not afraid that I'm going to fall off if I'm not running fast enough. I have mm -hmm. taken myself off the hamster wheel. The relief also then very quickly, I feel like turned to fear of like, okay, well, being off the hamster wheel means you don't get any of the benefits of being on the hamster wheel. Stopping making content, it's been four months by this point, has meant no brand sponsorship money. There has been a few sales come in for my products, which has been awesome to see, but obviously I'm not like out there actively promoting them. So less people are finding them. I think taking this break has probably cost me about $10,000 at this point in like lost income, lost revenue. That's an expensive freaking break. Like think about spending $10,000 on a holiday. That's a nice holiday. But that's the, I think for me, a sign of like, no, this needed to happen though. It got that dire that I was willing to give that up and I, I like had to, had to make that choice. Yeah, that's so challenging to make that decision, especially when there's like money involved too, right? Like lost income. And I'm curious because you chose to stop those side projects, what did that mean for you at work? Like in your day job? Any changes there? Did you feel more refreshed? Did you feel like you had more energy for it, more focus time? What was the difference there? Did it feel night and day or did it kind of take a while to adjust? Um, I would say there's been some moments, maybe just at the beginning of this year, where I felt finally like, oh, maybe I'm coming out the other side of this. But for me, it's been a sign that like, I think I was burnt out for a long time until I recognized it and did something about it because I have not experienced any sort of night and day difference with work yet. Like I said, there's been moments and for sure on the weekends, I feel so much freer and more relaxed. 
feel like I'm getting back to myself a little bit more. But it's also very easy for work stress to creep in still. Definitely I'm on the road to recovery, but I know I'm not there yet and can't say that everything is great. We've got to be honest on the show, right? Sorry if that's not what people were hoping to hear, but it's the truth. <laughs> totally. I think it's really brave that you're admitting this and doing this journey publicly. Like you said, you did the tweet, you kind of committed publicly that you were going to stop doing your side projects has that affected your relationships with anybody? Has that made a difference in this journey for you? Do you feel like that's given you any accountability? Just curious if that has changed anything for you. Well, I do think that people have been generally supportive, which has been nice. But a fear I had in like making this decision and honestly still have is in this busy, busy content world, if you stop posting, you become irrelevant. You know, if you're not there showing up, giving people value, giving them entertainment, whatever, then they can very easily forget you exist. So I do wonder what will happen when I do finally post a video again. I'm like, geez, is anyone going to see it? But again, it's a choice I was forced to make, basically. There was no other option. So whatever, I just have to deal with the consequences. Interestingly enough, at work, I feel like I, I've been just as open there as I have, you know, with you and, and on social media that I'm burnt out talking to my manager about it he knows that I'm feeling this way and that when I'm overwhelmed and like can very easily get overwhelmed at the moment and so that's been useful to like have that dialogue too I also feel like I'm in a extreme period of career growth as well which is very weird and like maybe it would be easier if I just chose to like coast a little bit but that is not my personality man I can't do it can't coast I'm like an all or nothing type person that's why I'm like okay nothing on the side projects and now we're going all in the work but work is going pretty well at the moment like I said, there's definitely stressful moments. Past week in particular was terribly stressful, but I do feel like I'm growing a lot, learning a lot and doing really well. I had a great performance review. And so that was really validating to know that my hard work had been recognized, you know? Ah, yay. So what are you doing with the extra time or extra headspace that you've created for yourself in terms of, you know, you've said no to the side projects. So now I assume you have extra time or time to think about other things and do other things. What, what are some of the things you've been doing? More sleeping. Yes. And that's going to be a very hard habit to break. Maybe I won't break it. Maybe I might keep it. I think it suits me getting up at nine o'clock. I've been going to yoga classes regularly, usually two a week. There's these yoga classes in the park. They're quite long and, you know, like takes a while to walk there. And so it's essentially like a two and a bit hour commitment for me to go to this class in total. And there was a lot of times before October when I would skip the yoga class because be like, oh, no, this is too much to do today. So I'm not going to go. But now I find myself like prioritizing that and, and going along to that, which is good. Playing some video games. Also getting into sewing, that's the main thing. I feel like it was a couple of weeks, maybe a month in to stopping side projects. My brain started being like, hobbies, that's a thing. We could learn something, we could try something new. And I just dove headfirst, like I said, all or nothing type of personality, headfirst into sewing, got all the equipment. And that's been fun. That's been really good to like have something to do with my hands, you know, and not the computer. I do wonder, and also this will be part of coming back to my business, I think, is figuring out how do I continue to do these hobbies and like have this rest and do little bits of my business and I talked about this in our beginning of 2024 episode just expect less from me this year because I'm expecting less of myself when it comes to the amount of output that I put out there so when you think about picking your side projects back up is it like oh I'm definitely going to it's just a matter of when or is it a possibility that you might not at all oh I can't imagine not at all no that's not me I can't imagine not creating content not 
being out there building an audience, trying new income streams. I genuinely find it fun. Honestly, if it had been up to me and if it had been possible to be like, I need to take five months off work to recover and I'm just gonna do my side projects, I would have picked that option, quite honestly. But that's not the reality. That's not possible, not realistic. Probably also wouldn't have been a great financial decision either because my side business does not make anywhere near as much as I do at my day job. But I do love it and I know I want to find a way to like do little bits and come back, but it'll look different for sure. You mentioned a little bit earlier that you realized you'd been burnt out for a long time and it just took you a while to realize it. Can you talk more about that? How do you know it was going on for a while? Were you reflecting back and were you like, oh yeah, that's a sign that I was I was actually burnt out months earlier. What, what was that sort of process like for you? Okay, so that honestly came from reading this definition of burnout on Dan Wall's blog that he'd shared as part of a blog post talking about his own experience with burnout. It's not his definition. He was sharing the definition of Herbert Freudenberger, I think is his name, who coined the term burnout back in the 70s. He defined it as emotional exhaustion, the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long, depersonalization, which is a depletion of empathy, caring and compassion, and a decreased sense of accomplishment, this unconquerable sense of futility or feeling like nothing you do makes any difference. The first one and the third one in particular, I related to a lot. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I've been caring so much for way too long and not seeing the change that I need to from it. And I found myself starting to like feel frustrated more and some of the depersonalization side of things. That's where I was like, oh yeah, no, this is too relatable. Yeah, shout out to Dan Moore though. He has a blog, I think, right? Or at least an email newsletter where he shares this stuff. Do you have any advice for listeners that might be kind of on the fence of like, oh, I feel like I might be getting burnt out, but at what point do you call it? You know, you might sort of realize you're running towards it, but when do you kind of make the call? Like at what point is it a time to really step in and make a change? I think the advice that I read or like talking about where it's burnout and not just like, I'm tired, I'm stressed for a period, is if you don't recover after a break. Of, of like, oh, a long weekend, a week off work, and then you come back feeling refreshed. That definitely was not the case for me. I would come back to work and I would still feel all those things, even though I'd had a great trip and like I did some amazing travel last year in particular, but it wasn't enough to like refresh me and remove all these symptoms. And so that's what I would look out for is like, okay, if you can take a week off work and you can come back and feel like yourself again and, and not feel those things, then maybe you're not at burnout. But if that's happening, then maybe you should think about taking a more drastic measure to ensure you can recover. Yeah, totally. When I think about balancing things for myself and proactively trying to avoid burnout, I kind of reflect and think, okay, what does a healthy balance look like for me? What are things that are important to me? What are things that I need to feel fulfilled, feel good about myself, feel highly energized and things like that? And so I've always tried to balance the work side projects things with things that are completely unrelated. For me, that's what's important. I need to do something completely unrelated from like design, tech, being on the computer. And what that thing is changes over time. Like for a long time, I, and I still, to be honest, like really enjoyed cooking. As you know, Charlie, I love making food. Last year, I did a lot of mountain biking. I've also done a lot of pottery, just trying to throw myself into hobbies. Some of them stick, some of them don't stick. That's okay. That's not the point. For me, the point is just trying new things and 
doing something creative outside of work. And I find for me, that's always helped me keep that balance. And when I notice, oh man, I haven't gone to pottery in a while, or I haven't been on my bike for a long time. I've been spending too much time at my desk or on my computer. It's like a sign for me that like, okay, I need to create some space and create some time for those other things. So far, that's mostly worked out pretty well for me in my career. Now that I'm on maternity leave, it's all a mess and all very different now, but I find that having that balance and being aware of what that balance is for me has been helpful. Have you experienced burnout in your career? Reading out that definition that I did previously, have you ever found yourself coming close to that? Yeah, I think I've definitely experienced moments of feeling total like defeat or like deflation. And the one that stands out, I think was the same one for you is like when you care so much about something, that's like one of my traits that I'm always fighting with because I care so much about everything that I always want everything to work out. I want everything to be good and to do well. And I will overinvest time and energy into those things. And then if I don't see the reciprocation or the benefit or what I expected out of it, that can be really defeating. And if that happens consistently for long periods, yeah. I can see how you start spiraling down, right? Reflecting on my career, I definitely have had moments like that where I feel like I'm doing everything. It's not being noticed. Nobody cares. Pulling yourself out of that can be really challenging. Do you think that might've been led to some of your job changes? Like that was a solution? Potentially. I've definitely been in moments where I felt like I was giving so much and I just wasn't getting or seeing anything in return. So it feels like, well, why would I keep doing this if I don't feel like I'm being recognized or being rewarded for my efforts, right? Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like um, for me, it's not that I feel like my work isn't being recognized, but for me, it was more like I've done so much and yet there is still so much to do to like get to where we need to go. And that felt really demotivating where it was like, oh God, can I even do this? A big reason for me is that I have been under-resourced on my team for a while. I advocated very, very hard to solve that problem going into this year to get to hire another designer, which I am going to get to do soon. And so that is giving me hope. It's like, okay, help maybe on the way. The caring thing is very hard too, because like, that's where I think it gets really unhealthy is when you care too much about your job. I think it's great to care about your work and to like, you know, feel personally invested in it, you know, take personal pride in it. But where I struggle is equating my like worth as a human in how well I do in my job. Exactly. And that is not healthy. I even had that moment when I got my good performance review (laughs) this week. I was like, oh, uh, I'm worthy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, lizard brain. We've got to stop thinking like that. But yeah, that has been a huge problem for me. And definitely a reason that led to burnout for me was just how much personal care I put into my work and how entwined it is with my identity, I guess. I think I'm still trying to find the balance of how much caring (laughs) to give. Because I cannot give no fucks. That's not me. I'm not going to be one to show up at work and then like if we're in the middle of an important conversation and it hits 7pm, which is my cutoff time, I'm going to be like, well, whatever, deal with it tomorrow. I'm going to keep going until that conversation finishes. I think that's a good thing. But I have noticed recently that I've been able to care a little bit less. In the past week, like I said, it's been very stressful and I've dropped the ball on a lot of things. Like there's a lot of things that I missed or that I didn't do. And I did feel bad about it but not as bad as I would have in the past. In the past, I would have felt like this is the end of the world. I am a failure because I have not done these things. Now I feel more like, oh man, 
it sucks that I couldn't get those done. I hate that I'm in this situation where I'm being forced to make these trade-offs and some things are being let go, but I'm taking it on less personally, I guess, and feeling less like it's a personal failure. Even though it was a very stressful time and I definitely found myself sinking back into burnout in the past week, that feels like growth to be able to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little baby steps. Have you learned anything about yourself since you made this change? And now that you're spending more time on hobbies, for example, are you uncovering things about yourself you didn't know or able to see things from a different perspective that maybe you didn't have before? Yeah, I love that question. I do feel like I have been able to see through doing these yoga classes, the sewing, even playing video games, like hanging out with my partner more. I am feeling like there's more to me than being a designer and that I want to make that less of my identity. Yeah, I have been learning about that. I'm like, you know what? I could think I could be perfectly happy if I never designed anything ever again because there's other things that I could create and yeah you wouldn't have caught me saying that probably six months a year ago so that feels like growth too. That's a lot of growth. How do you feel about your identity and, and work? Maybe you have a healthier balance with it already which is why you haven't been as prone to burnout as I have. Yeah, well, this is going a little bit off topic, but I recently had this conversation with my partner Owen about identity now that I'm a mum. And I was like, you know, I don't want to just be seen by society as a mum and that's it. You know, you see me in the grocery store, she's a mum. And not that like being a mum is not great and not amazing. However, I don't want to be just a mum. There's more to you than that. Yeah. There's more to me than just that. And as is with everybody, right? Every mum, I'm sure, has more to her than just that. So I also still want to be a designer. I still want to be a creator. I still want to be whatever. And yeah, so I was just having this kind of like moment where I was like, oh, now that I have this child that I'm carrying around with me everywhere, I'm sure everyone looks at me and just immediately puts me in the box of like, oh, it's a mum. <laughs> Um, and so I don't know, that's just something that I'm adjusting to or thinking through and makes me realize how important it is to me to still be my own person outside of just a parent. I still want to make sure that I am making space and am prioritizing things that I enjoy doing outside of parenthood, right? Like whether it is designing something or pottery or whatever, I'm still giving space and priority to those things because they're important to me and my identity. That's really healthy because burnout can happen not just like from your job for working in tech. I've definitely read stories, you know, as I've been researching burnout and understanding it more of like parents burning out. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Especially stay at home mums burning out because it's just like relentless all the time you know we talk about diversifying our income streams but like diversify your interests and your skill set so that you're never fully invested in one thing <laughs> totally yeah yeah I'm curious because you see opportunity in everything given you've been picking up sewing have you had a thought of like oh maybe I'll open an Etsy store and sell my sewing projects <laughs> yes Oh my god. Oh, not an Etsy store. I did think about starting a YouTube channel. Yeah, I don't know if that's better or worse, but yeah. Not it though. <laughs> Which is worse maybe, because it's exactly the same. I did have that thought because I've been learning sewing from watching a lot of sewing YouTube channels and it's just so fun. I love them. It's my favorite type of video to watch now. It's like really calming just watching people make stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe it'd be fun to like document my sewing journey and I could like share my projects. And I was like, chop, stop it. <laughs> the whole point is to have something that is unrelated to growing an audience, unrelated to monetization. Something to enjoy. We'll see. In the future, maybe I decide, no, sewing becomes the business and design becomes the hobby. But I don't think that's going to be the case. 
trying to keep it just a hobby. But it's funny, right? How ingrained in me it is to like be productive and turn everything into something you can get even more value from. I know. I have the same. Have you thought about um, doing that with your pottery? I mean, like, not seriously. I'm like, I'm not at the stage yet where I feel like, oh, this is professional enough to sell. And you might think like, oh, I'm sure it is good enough. You're just being your own worst critic. But no, really, it's it's not professional enough yet. So I need to like spend some more time really learning that craft. But I don't know, making and selling pottery doesn't sound that fun to me. Like the shipping sounds annoying and it could break and it's heavy and, and fragile. So I, I don't know. But that's not to say never say never. Maybe one of my side interests could turn into something. But it's definitely not something I'm proactively trying to pursue right now. Yep, but like me, you find your little lizard brain sort of like encouraging it, yeah. <laughs> I think about it, yeah. I, I can't not think about it. <laughs> Why do you think burnout is so prevalent in our industry? Because it is, right? That's not just my perception because I'm close to it and feel like I've been intentionally researching it. It does happen. I think the expectations are really high, both like the expectations we have on ourselves and the expectations of our employers or our clients or whoever it is that you're you're working for. I think that is part of it. I think it's also the pressure to like innovate and create like tech moves so fast you feel like you have to keep up. It's like this moving treadmill. You don't want to become outdated or like become outskilled when everyone else is on this new hype train thing. That's also adds to, I think, a lot of the pressure. I think, yeah, we have quite a big performance culture in tech. And I think that adds to the pressure and the stress. Yeah, I think you're right that there is just a lot of pressure and it does move so fast. That's one thing for sure, like you said, about stepping off the hamster wheel. The internet has just rolled on by and there's so many new trends in the way you're supposed to edit videos to get people to keep watching and how you should be making reels to get people to click through to the video. And I'm just like, I don't know. I want to opt out of a lot of that when I do come back to making content. Maybe try and treat my business more like a hobby where I'm like, I'm doing it in the way that I want to in the way that feels fun for me first and foremost, because like the creating can be the point and then the growth can be a byproduct. We'll see. Yeah, I think I shared in that 2024 episode that sustainability and like making my business sustainable is my goal for this year, whatever that ends up looking like. Nice. And you're not the only one going through this. I mean, this is like a bit of a big drastic kind of comparison, but I recently saw an article about 10 YouTubers who had quit YouTube in the last like six months. People with big like millions of subscribers. So I don't know what's like in the air, but it seems like everyone's maybe getting a bit tired, a bit over it and taking a step back. I don't know what that says about the future of content creation and, and side projects, but yeah, it's interesting to see that it's happening all around. Yep. There's something in the water and maybe, I don't know, maybe something has to change about the expectations of content creators and how often you're seeing stuff from them. Honestly, that would be great because one of the problems I have is comparing myself. And so I'm like, oh, if everyone else is going to just chill and upload one video a month, then great. I'll feel much better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll do it too. Yeah. Let's chill. Yeah, why why yeah. can't we all just collectively decide, like, screw the algorithm. Let's just upload once a month. <laughs> I like it. Or um, not at all if you don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for sharing and being so vulnerable in this episode about your burnout experience, Charlie. Yeah, thanks for your good questions too. It's good to talk through. Yeah, I do feel like I'm on the coming out the other side of it. I'm not fully there, but I'm like, I feel like I can maybe see it in the distance. 
And so, yeah, now did feel like the right time to talk through it. And I hope it was useful to anyone else who might be feeling this way. Or if you've gone through it and you got some tips for me, then hit me up on Twitter at Charlie Prangley. We'd love to hear them. <laughs> yeah. And if you have suggestions for other topics you want to hear us talk about, you can tweet us at Design Life FM. Yes, we would love to hear your topic suggestions as we get into the new year and actually do try and get the episodes recorded out this year. So yeah, we would love to hear what you want us to talk about. All right, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.